This week's episode is brought to you by the creator of Butch Queen Energy. Mm-hmm. Wink, wink. When the neurotic Sherrod Dixon loses his D.C.-based journalism job, he's welcomed back home by his forever feuding best friends, Darnell and Hector. Darnell is a Brooklyn native from Bed-Stuy. He works in marketing at a premium liquor company, which aligns perfectly with his lifestyle. Because money, clothes, and hoes is all DJ knows. Some would say he's scared of commitment. He would say, hashtag city boys up. Hector is Sherrod's other best friend and little bro. He's wild, unfiltered, and very promiscuous. To put it simply, he'll turn a presidential debate into a game of fuck, marry, kill. We're dropped into their worlds on the night where Sherrod's new boyfriend, Lance, gets introduced to the crew for the first time. And, well, things get a little messy. But with the help of friendship, shade, and reads, this crew of gay black men navigate the obstacles of dating and career in the heart of modern-day Brooklyn. Stream the entire first season of Butch Queen Energy right now on the Lennox Letters YouTube account. I. Let's start the show. What up, beautiful people? Hello. How you doing? Are you good? Is you all right? What? 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 <laughs> what up, everybody? Welcome to He Got Y'all. Welcome to the season three premiere of He Got Y'all. Oh, my goodness. Hold on. Let me turn this music down a little bit. Kind of drowning me out. Yes. Welcome to He Got Y'all, everybody. A podcast for fans of black TV shows past present and in the pipeline we're gonna do rap shit recaps some screenwriter interviews and so much more to put it simply this is a place for fans of black tv shows those who watch and create so if you're a writer a creative or someone that would just like to learn how the chopped cheese is made this is the show for you if you're someone that just likes to reminisce on good black content you're in the right place because of course in addition to everything we're going to be doing about today's stuff we got to take a look back put some respect on the names of the shows that came before the ones that are now, but of course. So, Khadijah to the front of the class. We'll get into Joan and her girls. We got to talk about dynamic best friends and so much more this season. But, of course, we have to start where we start. Let's keep it in tradition. And let's get into the things. Welcome to He Got Y'all. So, thank you for joining us. This is He Got Y'all. I'm your host, Malcolm Smith. Uh, for those that are unfamiliar, if you're if this is your first time listening, hello, welcome. We thank you for joining us. If you've been here before, hey, boo, how you doing? You know how we do around here. Um, so, this season for He Got Y'all, for those that, you know, if this is your first time listening, we used to be exclusively a Insecure after show. However, Insecure is over. I'm still mourning. I'm still drying my tears, but... Hopefully, uh, Issa and Lawrence and Elijah are doing all right. Baby's probably about uh, maybe four now. You know, probably had a birthday coming up. Good for him. Anyway, so uh, because Insecure is over, so I was a little unsure about what to do with this podcast next. Uh, a lot of you all were saying, and, and thank you for it. I really do appreciate it. But every, not everyone, but <laughs> many people were like, why don't you cover 90 Day Fiance or why don't you do, uh, what is that, Mar- Married at First Sight or, you know, a whole bunch of those shows. And I was like, I could cover those shows, but I don't care about those shows enough to give you the same type of show that I gave you with Insecure. Because I really loved Insecure. So for me to just pop in another show and then start talking as if I have this big investment, I was like, it's going to be fake. It's going to be phony. Y'all are going to read through it. I'm going to get burnt out. And then I'm not going to want to do it anymore. So with that in mind, I decided to take a little break, rejudge, uh, get some sleep, 
start putting on my eye cream again, you know, try to just make it through the winter chow. Moisturizing, doing the things. So I wasn't really sure about what I wanted to do with this podcast. And then I had the opportunity to go to the Hooray Takes DC event back in March. Shout out to Issa and everybody over at uh, Color Creative and Hooray and all the things. Got to see the first episode of Rap Shit. Absolutely loved it. And even at the time when I saw it in DC, I hadn't really processed that I was going to be talking about it because I just, that wasn't the case yet. And then I thought about it and I was like, you know what? I think I might be open to recapping this show. So we are doing things a little differently this season. Like I said, we'll be doing some screenwriter interviews. We'll be talking to some of the people that create the things that we love to watch and the things that are coming down the pipeline that we will hopefully be loving to watch But in addition to all of that, we are still going to do what we have always done. And that's recap a show. So... In the weeks to come, we'll start talking to different people and doing some deep dives. But for today, just to keep it real raw and regular, let's just do a recap. Episodes one and two of Rap Shit. Let's get into it. First episode titled Something for the City. Episode opens up. We see Shauna at her concierge job dealing with the whites at work. Loki flirting with her co-worker Maurice and doing the things. So this thing about Maurice. So when I first saw them on screen together, I was like, okay, maybe they're about to be like a little work-based situation thing. They're about to be fucking around at the job, you know, in the pool house, in the towel room, doing all the things. But it's giving kind of platonic, but we'll see how this plays out. But I got my eye on y'all, okay? So in the midst of Maurice and Shauna fooling around is when she gets a call from her sis Mia, who she has not spoken to apparently in a good number of Sundays, but... Me and need somebody to watch the baby child because she has faces to beat. Shauna, pretty good friend. She's down to help. And Mia talking about she's going to be there in 30 minutes. A half an hour? Girl, you pulling up with your baby in 30 minutes? Oh, my goodness. Okay, sorry, you all. So with this new season of the show, I'm trying to step into some, like, different energy. I don't know who the fuck I think I am. But I lit a candle <laughs> before I started recording. And I'm like, why is it so hot in here? And I actually think the heat from the flames is like coming over to me. Hold on, let me blow this out. Okay, it is too damn hot here for that. It is like 9,000 degrees in New York City today. Oh, is this smoke gonna set off the smoke alarm? Oh, bitch, hold on. Let me fan this. Okay, all right, okay, all right, okay, okay. <laughs> so yeah, so me talking about she gonna be there in 30 minutes in a half an hour. Girl, girl, listen, now I... Love the kids. Okay, lies. I love my kids. So if you're like my niece, my nephew, my godchildren, you know, the, along those lines, fantastic. But anybody else's baby, I'm like, girl, I don't even know your baby like that. I don't want to be bothered with your kid. And even if I do love your kid, I need at least 24 hours. Like, don't just be showing up with your baby any old time of the day. I will give you the the least, the least I will give you is a I dropped the baby off at school this morning and something came up at work. Can you pick them up? And I'm like, all right, I'm not going to have my baby sitting at the police station. That's not cute. That ain't it. But 30 minutes, girl, dragging it. But Shauna's a good friend and she agrees to watch the baby sidebar. So from what we saw back in March to what aired on TV the other day, I don't really think a whole lot changed. There were some little things. And even when they presented it to us, Issa was saying that basically what we saw was like, the most recent rough cut of the show. So there was some music that I think changed, maybe some graphics here and there. But I think other than that, it was really kind of consistent in the March version to what's currently on Max. So yeah, anyway, just a little tidbit. 
So what I really enjoyed about this show is that it felt it didn't feel familiar in the sense of me knowing these characters, but it felt familiar in the sense of these are characters that I would like to know. Does that make sense? So there's something about these girls that I'm rooting for. I really enjoy their dynamic together. The show as a whole, I'm just a fan of. So there are little touches in this show that I just adore. Did y'all peep the great value orange juice at Shauna's crib? <laughs> First of all, niggas love Walmart. Because niggas love a sale. It's nothing really with the brand itself. It's the fact that, oh, goodness, this is $2 cheaper than the other store. Well, we'll be going down to Walmart. Great value and equate are all up and through the homes of blacks. I said, yes, look at this real authentic touch. Because who who has time to be buying, uh, what the hell is the brand name? Tropicana. Shout out to Tropicana. Y'all make a good juice. But that shit is expensive. Orange juice is like $7 a bottle now. Have y'all seen the prices of orange juice? Juice in general is expensive. But... Nah, B, we ain't, we ain't doing that. So, yes, I will be getting the nice $2.99, great value orange juice, straight from Concentrate. So, Sean is over it, and Sean has been trying to break into this rap shit. And the long and the short is, everybody in the industry is playing. Which, as a creative, shout out to all the creatives out there. I'm sure many of us have either felt this way or feel this way, no matter what you do. Whether it's rap, sing, dance, act, write. You're like, y'all are playing with the game. Can all parties involved give me an amen? Because who ain't been there? But that's another story for another time, child. So after Blacking on Live, Shauna gets a call from her boo thing, Cliff. He's trying to have a little freaky FaceTime moment. He lives in New York, goes to NYU. And Cliff is getting all worked up. He is sweating and panting like a dog on a summer day in July, child. Just... Cliff <laughs> talking about I made a playlist but he really just took songs from the dream radio okay but shout out to the dream the other day I was running some errands and what is the name of that song um um cause she rocking that shit like mm, 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 mm. I was like okay she rocking that shit like had me walking through Target like I was that girl yeah shout out to the dream good music good music anyway so Cliff was on some Put your pussy lips on live and I'll give you $1,000. Shout, <laughs> Shout out to the president of the Lil Nas X fan club. Hey, Boosie. Hmm. Anyway, but Shauna is not with the shits. Apparently, she ain't been with the shits for a minute because this round of FaceTime fondles has been rescheduled a few times. So these two have not seen each other in about four months and the conversation quickly takes a left. Instead of FaceTime foreplay, these two are FaceTime fighting. Shauna is tired and burnt out, and she just doesn't feel her best or her sexiest. Cliff, bless his heart, child, then tries to pull her out of her rut, and she tells him, nigga, you just don't get it. You don't understand. All right, she didn't say it like that, but you get the gist. <laughs> his life is on track. He can see his progress is all laid out, and I hear where she's coming from because while technically Cliff's life was not or is not all laid out and all on track, it is much easier, I think, when you're in that world of academia, especially if you go into like a NYU or Columbia or any of those Ivy Leagues. It's very, quote unquote, easy to look at someone's life on paper and say, oh, you got it all figured out. But Cliff is not really with the shit. He's not really agreeing with her. This is when things go from bad to worse, child. So, so Cliff claps back with the is fighting about this going to make you feel better? Because I just feel like you're trying to pick a fight. And I said, oh, 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 no, 
sir, no, sir, no, sir. That was not the answer. This is not the way to get the digital draws, dog. What are you doing? But then again, he wasn't getting them anyway, so we might as well fight. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was a very toxic, very toxic tourist thing to say. I normally don't expose myself that um, openly to you all. But yes, we might as well fight because what else are you going to do? Sorry. Down, Taurus. Down. So Cliff is feeling a little spicy, but baby, Shauna is on caliente because she responds, well, if you wasn't creeping through other girls' IG photos, leaving comments and hard eyes, I wouldn't feel like this. You bum-ass Barack Obama wannabe. Fuck out of here, Clifford. Okay, so she didn't really say all of that, but it was in there. You know, you got to read between the lines sometimes. You got to read between the lines. But you got to keep these niggas in check, especially the ones that got their degree and think they know every fucking thing. So, yeah, Clifton, we watching you. And shout out to casting because, I mean, overall, the show, there's not one character, at least in these first two episodes, where I've seen them and been like, ah, I'm not really buying this. Like, I'm everything so far true to T, honey. Like, Mia's mama, Mia's mama's best friend, Mia's baby father. Shout out to Lamont, child. Oh, we're going to get to Lamont. But... All of this just feels very natural. So, yes, great casting overall, but specifically for Cliff, because he's... Cliff is very... Hmm. NYU. Probably just general Ivy League energy in general, but I didn't go to Ivy League and, you know, I didn't go to NYU either, but my high school was like six blocks from there. So, I know the type, and there's a type, you know? But anyway, so that convo doesn't go much further beyond that. Cliff is going to study and pretty much bangs it on her, which, a, which, so rude. Do you hang up on people? Now, listen, I will do a lot. I will say a lot. Child, the other day, <laughs> I was on the phone arguing with my landlord. Yes, New York City shit. But I was arguing with this man on the phone. And even in the midst of an argument, I was like, I can hang up the phone on you because that's rude. That is so rude. Now, don't get me wrong. After I tell you once, twice, thrice, bitch, I'm hanging up. I'm hanging up the phone. But just to really bang it on you without the warning, I'm like, oh my goodness, that is rude. Anyway, so I don't know about that, Cliff. No bueno, Clifford, no bueno. So this next scene, now this is really what hooked me. In this moment, I said, oh, yeah, I'm in. This is the show for me. So Shauna out here doing what she needs to do. So at this point in the episode, we see a video that she took earlier while at work with that crazy-ass Karen that was just doing the most with the butter toast at the counter. And sis got shorty and Max, and it's up, honey. I said, oh, we scamming? Oh, bitch, I'm in. Like, this is the perfect amount of debauchery. Okay, technically not debauchery given the definition, but, like, you get my drift. It is the perfect amount of carrying on. And while I'm not even really into, like, the scamming lifestyle, I say not really, as if I be half scamming. Bitch, you don't do no scamming. But in my mind, I like to believe, like, yeah, I'm a city boy. We out here. It's up. It's lit. We fucking for dollars. Give me your, uh, what's it? Your CVC. Give me your security code. Because I'm trying to hit shop right. Because I really be needing groceries. Like, I don't even need a, a, a Birkin under that fancy shit. Just fill up my fridge. I don't need a whole lot. Take me grocery shopping, maybe buy me a couple nice pair of shoes, but maybe not because then I will walk out of your life. But Shauna's the baby plug because she got to send the Addy and the info to whoever Anonymous is, who I'm assuming is the real plug because they're the ones about to have the cash on delivery. Now, I'm curious about who Shauna's talking to. Also, forgive my brain as we bounce around a bit, but I watched both episodes. Hopefully you did too. So there's already stuff that we know that happens in episode two that, you know, 
I'll be kind of commenting on. So, in episode two, we also see her continuing to talk to this anonymous person. And now I'm wondering, who is anonymous? Because when I, when we saw it in the first episode, I was like, all right, maybe this is just like a one-off. But the fact that we've seen this message again has me thinking that this is somebody that we've seen in the show but we don't know who yet. Oh my goodness. Is this about to go down? Sorry, my brain is going too many places at one time. All right, let me focus. So, <laughs> yes, yeah, so Shauna's out here trying to get to the bag on the low, low. Uh, we cut to Mia getting the bag on the high, high because she is beating faces for this bridal party. Mia is teaching these white women all kinds of slang and shit, which, whew, listen, could not be me, but make your money and earn your tips, sis. I'm not even hating. Mia's talking to the bride like, you got to let these dudes know what you ain't about. If you ain't paying rent, I ain't about it. Girl, girl. <laughs> Is this the game we're spending to someone on their wedding day? And she's about to walk down the aisle. But you know what? If there's anyone that needs to hear this kind of information, it's probably somebody that's about to walk down the aisle. Because at that point, oh my goodness. Well, I've never walked down the aisle. But I could only imagine. You're so googly-eyed and... Your heart is palpitating and your, your, your everything is just ooh, moist and running and grooving. And you're just, oh, I'm so in love. And, oh, look at this fine man coming down the aisle. No! Focus. You need to focus. Because everybody be all caught up. Or, ooh, it's the wedding. It's the wedding. We're getting married. And then here we are two months, two years, two decades later. All right, two decades I'll give you. You probably didn't see that coming. But... Don't get too googly-eyed. Don't get too caught up with any of these motherfuckers. Unless you're really in love, and then if so, congratulations. But, yes, giving out good advice, Mia, I support it. But this girl got the whole bridal party channeling her energy. If you're too emotionally available and bald, I ain't about it. Uh, Don't get slapped, Miss Mamas, because as someone that is emotionally available and bald. I took that personally. <laughs> yes, the hit dog is hollering, okay? Don't be coming for us. But really enjoy that we're seeing these girls really get their hustle on. I mean, yes, sure, Shauna is doing something that is, like, not technically a good thing. But listen, we got bills to pay. We got things to do. We in these streets. So I love that they're bringing in this element of city girl energy into the show. And you know Carisha and JT are EPs on the show. So, of course... You know, that's all up in there. That's happening. Also, quick other highlights. Some of the funniest lines in this show aren't even spoken, which is kind of like a fun little Easter egg. So Mia's on OnlyFans, and one subscriber of hers by the name of Saggy Titty Rules is in the comments <laughs> talking about, your comforter is trash, ma. <laughs> your comforter is trash, ma. Like, baby boy, baby girl, I need you to focus, Okay. But Mia, first of all, shout out to Chameleon, the actress that uh, plays Mia. But Chameleon is fucking it up in this outfit. I was like, wow, she looks amazing. Like, I'm not even going to hold you. Them titties were sitting nicely. And Chameleon, very flexible girl. I said, okay. She was spreading them wide and just doing all kind of stripper tricks. I said, now you need to do a tutorial on this. Some people like, use this. It's me. I'm some people. <laughs> very impressed. Very, very impressed. So... Mia worked her little 15. She made her OnlyFans coin and hopped right the hell off. Barely touched herself once, giving big sex kit. And I don't even think she, I don't even think she showed like full nipple. And I said, wow, work, Mia. This is the way to do it. Take a note, girls. Take a note. When she gets a call from Lamont, who? 
I won't judge a book by its cover, but Lamont seems to be fucking around. He ain't sent no rent money. He ain't sent a dime for the baby. Shout out to baby girl Melissa, who just wants her happy meals, her iPad, and that purple fancy lipstick. But it is clear that Mia is holding it down on her own. Your man Lamont is hella smacked in the studio, and Mia is just over it. So she takes Shauna up on her offer, and they go out and grab some drinks. So this is the first time... And I'm sure as we go throughout the season, there will be many more times that will be like this. Hell, we saw it at the end of episode two. But this is the first time we really get to see them, see their friendship as it is. The girls are just kicking it. Shout out to Escape. (laughs) First of all, speaking of Escape, quick sidebar. Have y'all heard about this Escape SWV reality show that is coming out? So apparently... SWV and Escape are doing a reality show together, and according to the streets, the show is supposed to be documenting them getting ready for this tour that they are about to do. Now, to know me is to know that I love a girl group. DC3 always reigns supreme for me. Love Kelly, love Michelle, love B. However, while I'm so in the hive, I think people automatically think that my favorite girl group is Destiny's Child. Oh, no, no, no. Let's not be mistaken. Now, they are number two, a very close number two. But SWV, Coco, Lily, and Taj, my girls to the end. Shout out to Brooklyn. Shout out to the Bronx. We out here. Uh, So, yes, I'm super excited for this SWV Escape reality show. And both of these groups have had shows before. Remember, Escape had that one, like, a couple of years ago when they first got back together. SWV has done, I think, two shows. They had that one that was on WeTV, which... Whew, that was chaotic. <laughs> that ended right on time, and the girls agree. And then the second one was with them and Salt and Pepper, and that really wasn't. Anyway, I'm I'm excited for this though. I'm really excited for this, especially if there's a concert coming. Because baby, when I tell you that that verses with Escape and SWV still gets spins in my house to this day, when Tamika passed the mic to Coco. For who can I run to? I said, wow. Wow, this was a soul-cleansing moment. The vocals, the harmonies, the blends, just everything. So super excited for that tour. Anyway, shout out to Escape. Shout out to SWV. That's not what we're talking about. But in this scene, this is the first time that we really get to see them kicking it as friends, drinking beer out of a brown paper bag, taking shots at King of Diamonds. They weren't at King of Diamonds. But that is my one Miami strip club reference. So anytime I see a strip club in Miami... I believe it is King of Diamonds. But they were actually at some place called The Office, which, shout out to Authenticity. I've never heard of this place, but when I looked it up, it was surely a gentleman's club in Miami. (laughs) So, yeah, titties and ass everywhere. Now, I'm not going to lie. I didn't really remember seeing all of that at the screening back in March. Maybe they gave us some more uh, PG-13 version of it. Because I remember them going to the strip club, but I was like, it's a lot of ass and titties on this screen. I ain't complaining. So the night slides into the fourth quarter. The girls are hella lit, and they have a real heart-to-heart, almost akin to Molly and Issa's scene in the first episode. And I think what really happened here was them proving to us, or I won't say proving, but them showing us really what this show is. Kind of like Insecure, but... I don't really want to do too many comparisons because I really want this show to exist on its own. And I don't want every comment to be, yeah, like on Insecure. It's like, yeah, it's the same creator, but, you know, let's let's let people step into their new energy. So uh, 
everything won't be a comparison, but this right now is. But <laughs> so in comparison to Insecure, on uh, that first episode where we see Molly and Issa in the car and it's that whole thing before Issa goes to Daniel's house. But it really just showed the emotional core that's truly needed in a pilot to let us really know who we're following and who we're rooting for. Like we have known these girls kind of separately this whole time. So we have the scene with them earlier in the episode where it's Shauna and Mia and they are in, um, what is it? At Shauna's job with, you know, Mia's daughter. So we get that first scene, but we don't really get to see the friendship dynamic yet. We don't really get to see them turning up and really enjoying each other's company. But in this scene, it is very clear that these are the girls that we are following. This friendship is really important to this story. This friendship is the story. This friendship, this partnership, this group is really what what the show is all about. So, yes, great scene. Really, really, really well done. Um, and, yes, again, like I said earlier, some of the funniest lines in the show aren't even spoken. Because this whole conversation really did not need to happen on live. But, again, the social media era where everything is on live. Oh, you know what I wanted to say? I forgot all about this in the beginning. So when the first when the episode first opened up, I'm not going to lie. I was kind of apprehensive about the whole social media aspect. Like when I first saw it, I was like, I hope we don't have to watch the whole series like this. Almost kind of like a found footage, like a Blair Witch type of thing. And I was like, I hope this is not all told through like Instagram stories and IG lives and blah, blah, blah. And thankfully it's not. But it was a really good tool to bring us into the story because I feel... I don't know about most of you, but the way that I see Miami on a regular basis is through social media. And I can't say that for most places. Like, I don't see Wichita, Kansas on the gram every weekend. But Miami, oh, somebody's always in Miami. So really a good tool to really bring people in because, you know, who hasn't seen Miami on the gram before? So, yes, love that. So, yes, back to the funniest lines, though. So some of the funniest lines in the show aren't even spoken when, <laughs> when one of the people on on the live talking about now Kith. <laughs> Took me out. Somebody else commenting talking about y'all, this is weird as hell. I'm like, this actually is weird as hell because we do not need to be watching this. But beautiful moment nonetheless. Perfectly broken up by some good comedic moments. So shout out to the room over there. And this is where we get the first unofficial official version of Seduce. And scheme. I said seduce and scheme. Seduce, 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 seduce and scheme. Why? Why? It's a hit. It's a hit. And it seems like these two girls might be able to figure it out. They are cool enough. They have fun with each other. They vibe off each other very well. It, it seems like we're on the right track for Shauna and Mia. Also, first of all, we need a group name. What is the name of the group going to be? That's what I'm actually really looking forward to. What are they going to call themselves? Hmm, I don't know. I don't know. So anyway, fast forward. Uh, Clifford actually might be a solid boo. He texts her first thing in the morning on some, I love you. I'm sorry. Have a good day. Clifford reminds me of Elvin from the Cosby show. You know, I feel like Elvin and Clifford would definitely, first of all, same tribe. They don't look too different from each other. And then also, where did Elvin go? Princeton? I haven't watched my, my Cosby show knowledge is a little fuzzy because... You know, you know, 
my Cosby show memory is not as, as as solid as it used to be just because I haven't really seen it in a minute. But I feel like Elvin went to Princeton. I think that's where him and Sandra met. But in any event, Ivy League, no Ivy League. So I am curious to see, though, how we'll see these dynamics play out because Shauna with the seemingly good boyfriend with Cliff and Mia and Lamont's bullshit, uh, as this friendship further develops... I'm curious how vastly different these girls' worlds will feel being someone dating someone that is in college at an Ivy League, you know, seems to be very straight and narrow by the books. And then we have Lamont over here on the other side, Mia's baby father, who is in the studio fucking around. Making solid beats, though. It seems like they're doing some good work, but, you know, niggatry is at play and, you know... Niggas in the studio. So, you know, you never know. You never know. So, as quick as episode one ends, episode two begins. Episode opens up with Mia and two of her friends who she went to high school with. They are sitting around shooting the shit. And in this moment, I had a realization where I don't think we've ever seen these characters on TV before. Like, the city girl type, like, really on TV. I think if we dig deep enough, we can find some characters that appear in the lives of others, but never ones at the leads of their own show. Or at least sharing the weep. So, especially with her interacting with her other friends. So, that was a nice little touch. I was like, oh, this is new. I don't think I've seen this before. Which is extremely refreshing in a medium that is, like, 60 years old. But mostly old and white so you know we love it we love to see it also shout out to another insecure cameo shout out to tasha aka the actress's real name dominique perry hey girl um so yeah good seeing another familiar face in the place to be but yeah this friend group doesn't really seem like they're fucking with shauna like that excuse me not seem like it is very clear that they're not fucking with shauna like that they went to high school together they are very familiar with who old girl is but really don't have any interest with seeing talking or kicking it with her so i don't know how that's gonna play out but yes but shout out to uh me and her girls i was like i'm enjoying this though even the other friend i was like i remember everybody's daddy yes oh my goodness child so <laughs> maybe like a month ago now maybe like three weeks ago we took my godson to the children's museum here in new york which <sighs> girls if it Major facelift is needed. Major, major city grant is needed for those people. But what I did not realize was, and I said this to my best friend, Asha, before we left the house. I was like, damn, I do not want to be around all these fucking kids all day. Because what did I tell y'all at the beginning of this episode? I love the children if they are mine. If I am not directly linked, I don't want no parts. So before we went to the museum, I said, well, bitch, let me smoke a little bit. Let me just arrest my nerves. Because the children have a lot of energy sometimes. And Uncle Malcolm can't be dealing with that. So we get there. Now, what I did not think about was for every child, there was going to be a parent, sometimes two. And baby, some of them daddies at the children's museum. I said, oh, so we're coming back next weekend. Okay, we're coming. We're coming to see the people. <laughs> no, but yeah, shout out to that friend. Anyway. All right. So <clears throat> let's get back to the girls. So in this next scene, we learned that Shauna is very... What's the word? Optimistic. Let's call Shauna optimistic, which I like. She's a little all over the place. So this is in reference to the scene where she calls Jill, the woman that works at Spotify. She's calling in a request that is very hefty, especially for a group, quote unquote, because no name and one freestyle. So are y'all a group? I don't know if y'all are a group yet. But 
uh, especially for a group that only has one freestyle out. And she's hungry as hell, and I love it. I love it, Shauna. But, baby, you putting your panties over your jeans. That's not how this works. It don't work like that. So I got Jill's initial apprehension. Also, like, can we read the room? You called this woman the morning after her birthday to talk about work shit? Baby, don't even call me after 5 o'clock with work shit, let alone on my actual birthday or my birthday weekend. Girl, pack that up. And that was the energy that Jill was on. So so Jill is like, all right, girl, I'm going to go. And in the next scene, Jill calls another friend by the name of Bibi, I believe. And apparently Shauna has called and texted her as well. And I'm like... <laughs> Ma'am, I get the ambition, but put in your work. Like, you see, and this is my problem with sometimes this type. Because in the first episode, Shauna was doing all that shit on Instagram talking about, y'all playing with the game. Y'all not even doing nothing. Nobody ready. Nobody want to work. Everybody just want to be lazy and show their pussy online, which I respect. But mama, you're not ready either. Like, I don't know if I would be calling people that work at Spotify to be trying to get. First of all, what are you trying to get? Like a repost? I don't know. I don't understand. But. I appreciate the ambition. Because, like, put in your work, but also, sis, put in your work. So, apparently, according to BB and Jill, Shauna don't listen to nothing except her own music, which I feel like Shauna's about to be raising my blood pressure. I just feel it. I just feel like there's about to be some hella stubborn energy because she's sounding very stubborn. It sounds like she's about to be doing the most for the butter toast. And I don't know if I can deal with that on a weekly basis. So Shauna, girl, let's get it together. Let's figure it out. But also, what's the tea with BB? So Jill that works at Spotify. You know what? Here we go. That's how we're going to remember her name. Instead of Jake from State Farm, we got Jill from Spotify. So Jill from Spotify was on FaceTime with BB. So at the end of this FaceTime, BB rushes her off the phone because Lulu's starting to shit all over the place and she got to go. But as soon as she hung up that call, them thumbs was moving with the quickness. Who you texting, BB? Who are we talking about? Because so, I don't know. Something here just seems a little sketchy. Something here seems like... And I don't know if BB's the one that's going around... I don't know. I don't know. But I feel like there's something. Watch this, y'all. Watch this. Something's here. I don't know. But something is here. So, in any event, that seemed a little suspicious. But, you know, we'll we'll revisit that if we need to in a couple of weeks. But I do wonder how cool BB and Jill from Spotify are. Because, I don't know. Y'all think she up to something? I don't know. I need a little bit more. need a little bit more. Other episode highlights. I let out an audible Fury! As if he walked directly into my living room. Shout out to Kid Motherfucking Fury. Friend in my head. I just adore him. Shout out to Fury. Hope you're doing well, man. We love you. I'm speaking on behalf of all of... What do we call the the people that enjoy the read? We don't really have a name. But the niggas. Speaking on behalf of everybody that loves to read. We miss y'all. But hopefully Fury's doing all right. You know, he wrote on the series. So Fury's busy. Fury's very busy. Living in LA now, according to the streets. Not confirmed, but... It's pretty much confirmed. So, yes, I loved seeing him on the screen. Loved the cameo. And to see him playing... This is where it got rough. To see Fury playing one of the forbidden, possibly a spawn of one of the Illuminigas, playing a straight Fury. I was appalled. No, it was pretty funny, though, seeing Fury, like, actively comment on titties. Because, again, if you listen to the read, like, we know Fury. So it was like, oh, 
this how you feel today okay all right i see you but yeah shout out to the acting from the kid also in that scene the other friend calling cliff cliffany which took me down because we love an extension on a name fast forward we get to the scene with mia and her mama and mia's mama is a mess she's calling for tea time honey and mia just can't be bothered talking about i saw lamont at Publix, and he is skinny She's also providing the weekly reminder that Mia needs some dick in her life, which, okay, not mad, <laughs> not mad at all. The mama and her friend, both with the shits, sitting up at the nail salon talking about, don't let that baby stop you from living your best life. Go out and lock the door behind you. Yo, the scream I scrumped because, no, do not leave your baby at home by themselves and lock the door. Although... I am a product of a baby that was left home. Sometimes, sometimes. I don't know how uh, Dyfus cases work, so let me uh, figure out the statute of limitations. But every once in a while, it would be like, all right, we'll be back. The door is locked. Don't open it. Anybody that needs to come in here already has a key. I'm like, okay, child. I'll be over here watching Nickelodeon with the Spice Channel on last. But that's none of y'all business. Love the real authentic. Because listen, no judgment. Okay, maybe a little judgment. Be leaving y'all babies at home by yourselves. But, you know, hey, as long as your baby know not to uh, play with the stove or drink bleach, and I guess all is fine. Back to these two as a whole. So, I think these two will have a very odd couple type of dynamic. I'm talking about Mia and Shauna. Where we'll see every reason why they shouldn't be in this group together. Kind of like we saw in episode two where it was just like, okay, y'all are really on two different energies. But, I think... One day, it might have happened already. It might have happened in episode two, honestly. But I think one day, it'll just click. It'll make sense. It'll probably be very random. There'll be something that will spark it. But I feel like it's going to be very clear why these two need to work together and why these two are back in each other's lives. So looking forward to that. But at the current point in the episode, these two are not on the same page. Shauna want to rap about Sally Mae. Mia want to rap about popping pussy on a handstand. And yeah. Not going to work, girls. Can't fuse those two together. So let's figure it out or <laughs> do what we have to do. So within this, Mia's like, you know what, girl? Let me just get out of here and let me go use your bathroom for a minute. Which, don't even know if she goes to use the bathroom. Because when Shauna walks out the room, Mama is sitting on the couch, kikied, watching something with, I guess, who would be Shauna's little sister? I don't think we've really unpacked that dynamic yet. I don't think we specified who those two girls were. But I'm... Maybe Shauna and a cousin, Shauna and a girlfriend. I don't know. I'm not really sure. Maybe just a roommate. I don't know. So Shauna walks out the room and sees Mia's on the couch. <laughs> Learning ASL from the woman that's deaf talking about how you say run, bitch. Uh, is that the first thing you need to learn in ASL? Like, come on now. But I did also learn how to say run, bitch, thanks to Mia, which means I'm kind of doing all right. Because I also learned... Like, years ago. Damn, is this 10 years ago now? Damn, I learned this on Chelsea Lately, which has not been on the air in a long time. But Gabourey Sidibe was up there. And I think at the time, she was learning ASL. So I know how to say constipated in ASL, which is like, if you would like to learn. Come on, class. Let's do it together. You lead with your left fist so that your fist goes on top. And then your right hand goes underneath it. And constipated, if you do like a circular motion with your right hand while keeping your left hand still, that's constipated, girls. 
And then if you want to do diarrhea, because I know all the good words. Now, diarrhea is very similar where you keep your fist in the same place. I guess the fist is just the butt. And then whatever goes, you know, along with it goes underneath it. Spread your hands open like five fingers. If you just like wiggle your fingers back and forth and bring your hand up and down, that's diarrhea. So I know how to say constipated. I know how to say diarrhea. So if I'm ever in an emergency, at least I know how to say, run, bitch, diarrhea. And that'll be good enough. If that's not helpful, I don't know what to tell you. And honestly, diarrhea should make everybody run, whether you have it or the other person. You're like, girl, emergency. We need to go. So, yeah, shout out to ASL, learning the things, Duolingo. All right. So, (laughs) but to the task at hand, there is bigger issues here. So, first, Mia and Shauna are interested in making two different types of music. They can't communicate But there is a bigger issue here. So first, Mia and Shauna are interested in making two different types of music, and they can't even really communicate that to each other completely. Because how we working, and you sitting on the couch watching, I know what you did last summer. Mia talking about, oh, I thought we could just finish this tomorrow. Okay, girl, when were you going to let Shauna know that y'all was going to finish this tomorrow? I can't work like this. Cannot work like this. So I'm curious how much give and take is going to be needed on both sides to make this group really happen. Because again, to have issues this early on really isn't a problem. But the way that the issues are being handled are not really conducive to like a longevity situation. But hey, here we go. Oh my goodness. Speaking of longevity situation. Yo, this shit about Jesus and Marrow. Can we pause for two seconds? Because we talk black TV and that's a black TV show. So I'm going there. Marrow. For real? Is that how this is going down? Victor. Victor, Victor, Victor. You're the problem, child. Jesus. All right. See you on Jimmy Kimmel next week. Jesus will be guest hosting Jimmy Kimmel in the upcoming week. If not this week, I believe next week. But in any event, Jesus will be popping up on the screens very soon. But yeah, according to the streets, child, they said that uh, this whole Jesus and Meryl thing fell apart because Victor was running around Showtime threatening people, allegedly yelling at people, sexually harassing folks, according to uh, the article that I read. I forget the, the source right now, but if you Google it, you'll find it. So apparently that was going on. Showtime basically told them, Victor, so sorry, for those that are not familiar, Victor is their manager, Jesus and Meryl. So... If you listen to Bodega Boys, you're very familiar with Victor. Showtime told them, and really Victor, you can't come to any more production meetings and you can't come to any more production tapings. So Showtime basically told Victor after these, you know, I guess these allegations and these rumblings started happening, which according to the article was confirmed by five reliable sources. So if you get five people to speak on some shit, that's the truth. Unless you can get 10 to tell me otherwise, I'm believing the five. So Showtime says that he's not allowed to come to any more production meetings and or tapings of the show. Uh, apparently, Jesus was fine with that. Meryl was not. And as the story has been told now, these two fell apart for that particular reason, which let's just break this down for a hot minute. So I get partially where Meryl's coming from, because according to the article, they're saying that Meryl wanted to ideally keep some loyalty to Victor as he has been their manager since the beginning of time, practically. And that's their guy. Totally get it on that front. However, especially as a talent, Meryl, like as a talent, you're not going to be fucking up the bag for us 
when you're the person responsible for getting us the bag. You're the manager. Like, if anybody in here should be worried about the business at hand, it is you. Like, I expect the talent to fuck up a little bit just because that is not your sole, I don't say responsibility, but, like, you know you're worried about being talent. You're not really thinking about the logisticals and all of that other stuff. Sometimes. Sometimes. But for your job to be getting us bookings and getting us bread, and you fucking up the bookings and the bread, nah, B, that ain't it. That is not it at all. So apparently, Jesus had no problem letting Victor not come to any tapings or any of the show meetings. Meryl's like, we need to be loyal. And if he can't come, then I guess, I guess shit is off the table then. I don't really know how the story ends at that point. But yeah, it sucks that this has happened like this, but... Shout out to Jesus, uh, shout out to Mara, and yeah, this is an unfortunate one. This is pretty shitty, but shout out to Bodega Hive. The brand is strong. The brand is strong. Hold on, y'all. Just hold on. All right, so where was I at in this give and take? So I'm curious how much give and take is going to be needed on both sides for these two to successfully really keep up with each other's level of... <coughs> Oh, excuse me, child. Uh, professionalism, workmanship, just a lot of stuff. Creativity, content, like so many things that these two really need to get on the same page about. Now talking about Shauna and Mia. So, yeah, because like Cliff and he said, they're on two different energies. And it's kind of the opposite of everything that Shauna stands for that Mia's doing. But that's your girl. That's your girl. So Mia's OnlyFans is still popping. She gets a FaceTime call from some man in New York City that looks like he lives, excuse me, looks like he works probably at J.P. Morgan Chase on the 40th floor. And he lives a life in a city that his wife knows nothing about. Only time she even steps foot on the island of Manhattan is to take the kids to, where did the kids go? The Radio City Christmas Spectacular. <laughs> you know, like that type. Like never in the city, husband goes to work. She stays in Long Island or Jersey or wherever the fuck with the kids, and it be going down. You know the type. Meanwhile, he's on Madison Avenue by day and on Hunts Point by night. If you know, you know. Shout out to the whole stroll. But Mia is so easily gagged talking about, you in Central Park? Like, girl, let's focus. Not even a little bit. This man is at Battery Park at best. He's giving Lower Manhattan teas. It's not even Midtown. <laughs> like, let's bring it on down some. It's looking like she might have a sugar daddy in New York. Uh, no real spoilers, but I do know that. Well, I won't say that. <laughs> okay, sorry. Um, so let's hit some other quick highlights from this episode, and then we will be on our merrily way, children. All right, so the placement came through from Baby Daddy Lamont. He comes through with the cash app payment for four stacks. I said, okay. All right, so maybe we don't have to do OnlyFans tonight. Eh, wrong. Incorrect. You should still be doing your OnlyFans. Take that $4,000, put it in your savings, and keep hustling, girl. Do not get comfortable. He sent her the $4,000, which is a very nice gesture. Aunt Mom, you know what? Fuck that. I take that back. Not a nice gesture. This is probably back money that he's owed her for who knows how long. It probably needs to be more than $4,000, honestly. But he sends the cash app payment, but he is still blocked on Mia's Instagram. <laughs> but she is surely... Doing that instant deposit. Are you an instant depositor? I'm such a cheap ass. Yo, I will wait until Wednesday for no fee. I surely will. If, if I don't need that money immediately, which thankfully I never really do. I'm like, oh, I'll wait. I'll wait 72 hours. When? Christmas? Okay. Y'all going to give me all my money though? Okay. All right. I'll wait. I'll wait. I'll wait. So it's good to see that these two are kind of on a good page with each other. We also see in the trailer for next week's episode that uh, Shauna, Mia... 
get to the point where I guess they record a whole song together. And of course, now they need a producer to make the beat for this track. And who does Mia call? Bring Baby Daddy Lamont. So it looks like these three might be working together. I don't know if that's really the best idea, but you know, at this point, there are no bad ideas. We're just trying to make it. Just trying to make it. So we also learned that Shauna and Jill from Spotify went to college together. When we saw that clip of the uh, Mia looked through Shauna's old Instagram stories or her highlights, and uh, Jill from State Jill from State Farm. <laughs> See, the name is gonna fuck me up. Jill from Spotify <laughs> said that she did refer to Shauna as a friend. You know, so I I think there is a, a level of familiarity there already. So these two went to college together, which is some good information to keep in mind probably moving forward because I I was very curious about their dynamic because obviously these two know each other like she knows when her birthday is they seem to be friendly enough but I I was curious about how they knew each other and then what was this dynamic because excuse me I don't know how deep this goes or how rocky or even how stable this friendship is fast forward to the scene with Mia and Shauna at the hotel bar I did really appreciate this uh, social commentary or probably better cultural commentary on how women exist in hip hop today. And also as a whole, uh, it did. I think it was a very important groundwork to lay in. Well, really two things. I think it was important groundwork to lay, uh, for these characters journeys, just so that we are aware of the world they're living in. I mean, of course we're all aware because it's 2022, but if the show, you know, goes on to have super longevity and people watch it 10 years from now, you kind of want to know who the players in the games are, the Cardis, the Nickies, like where we at culturally in relevance to this show. So I like that they uh, worked that in. I also appreciated that this was a conversation in the moment. I'm not going to lie. I was like, oh, I don't want to hear this because it's a conversation that I've heard so many times. But I think, again, in context of this world, it's important um, it's a combo that I've heard so many times, but never a combo that I've seen in, like, in a series. You know, like, this is always podcast talk, barbershop. Look at me. I'm at the barbershop, y'all. It's podcast talk. It's barbershop talk. It's always in a space of people just kind of shooting the shit. But I think kind of cementing, I think cementing this narrative or this reality in a show like this was nice. So while I didn't need that conversation personally, but cementing it ideally in history, which sounds so hefty, but cementing it in something like this, uh, I think just adds another level of, you know, concreticity to it. There we go. Making up words every day of the week. So anyway, these two work through uh, their creative differences. They decide to give it another shot. Sean is clear on what she doesn't want to do. Mia is very clear on what she does. And they get back in Shauna's homemade studio and they are spitting their shit. And it's kind of fire. It's kind of fire. So love that the girls are back on the same page in that capacity. And I'm really looking forward. First of all, I hope we actually get music from this show. Issa was on, uh, well, every damn where. I've been really enjoying this promo tour because I've missed Issa. You know, like I really enjoy, there's certain people I just enjoy them as people. They don't have to be in anything. They don't just, just come sit and talk. Kiki's one of those people. Kiki Palmer. Issa's one of those people. You know, there's a, there's a list. But yes, shout out to uh, Issa. I've been enjoying seeing her on this press run. 
But she was saying on one of the shows, The View, Seth Meyers, I don't even remember, that they actually hired real writers, like real rappers, to write rhymes for these characters, which is really exciting. There were actually rappers that were hired for this show to write rhymes. So, uh, and then like music camps, and they really, really are putting the effort into create music for this series. So looking forward to seeing what that sounds like. I have faith in the team over there. And also like, again, like I said, even this little, these first couple of raps and these first two episodes, I'm like, Oh, this shit pretty fire. You got to spend. Let me get that on title. Okay. Uh, we fast forward to the end of the episode and I am so easily sold. Oh, I hate it. Oh, I hate myself sometimes because why are you such a easily, easily sold? It's just so annoying. <laughs> so the scene I'm referring to is the scene with Shauna uh, finger popping on FaceTime. We're going to pause right here to have a personal moment because I have two very good friends. Shout out to Monica. Shout out to Nia. And I want to be clear about what the definition of finger popping is because one day we were all out kicking it together and Monica says to the crew, yeah, because y'all been out finger popping in the street with everybody. And I said, no, wait a minute, girlfriend. What are you talking about? Apparently, some people's definition of finger popping is like snapping. I guess you could call it that. But no, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. So to be clear, finger popping is not snapping your fingers. It is, uh, mm-hmm, you know. So the scene with Sean and finger popping on FaceTime, immediately I was like, oh, they love each other. Specifically at the climax. Why? Because I'm a dummy bitch. Because I associate passion and sex with love. And that is not always the case. And that's why I be kind of fucked up in these streets. But mind your business. We're not talking about me. We're talking about Shauna. So. (laughs) But it was quite a passionate session. Like, I won't lie. Like, it was quick and to the point, which I appreciate. Because, listen, nigga, I'm not trying to be on FaceTime for 30 minutes doing this. You know? Like, let's go. I'm, I'm, I'm busy. I'm not trying to be on FaceTime for 30 minutes doing this, you know? Like, I got shrimp in the air fryer. I got, you know, spinach, you know, simmering on the stove. I'm busy. I'm busy. Come on. Let's get in. Let's get out. I'm tired, okay? So, I enjoy that this was a very quickie, a good quickie, because let's just get it done. And they got it done, which I appreciate, because time is of the essence. Shout out to Destiny's Child. So, that's pretty much where the episode ends. Mia and Shauna are on the same page. It seems like Shauna and Clifton are on the same page. Mia and baby daddy Lamont is on the same page. Everybody on the same page. Everybody in the same motherfucking book and the same chapter. And that's what I like. Shauna gets a text from Mia at the end of the episode. And she's like, she fucking with their own shit. She's been playing it back to back. And it is a bop. Which I love. Because if you don't love your shit, who will? You know? Like, you need to be your biggest cheerleader. So, I appreciate that. And that's where we wrap up for this week's episode of He Got Y'all. So this week's episode, I did want to take it back to what, you know, I wanted to do what kind of we always do here, which is like a big deep dive recap. I will say moving forward that the recaps will probably not be this long just because, like I said, there's other stuff I want to get to. I want to do like some interviews. I want to do uh, like some, you know, retrospective breaking down iconic characters and TV shows and things of that nature. So every episode, we won't be able to do a deep, deep dive like this on rap shit. But if some, if some, if something crazy happened, if some real explosive shit go on, we might have to uh, p- 
put the interviews and the other stuff on hold for a minute to get into the things that the girls is doing. But that's where we wrap up this week's episode. So thank you so much for listening. As always, you know what we do. Let me know what's on your mind. Tweet me at he got y'all on Twitter. Uh, of course, because you can't tweet on Instagram or Facebook. So you can also find this show wherever you're listening to it at the moment. It is also on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pocket Cast, and Stitcher. So please, if you enjoyed this, rate the show five stars only. Please, it costs you nothing. And we, we, we really appreciate it, okay? We really would like if you could just uh, do that real quick for the kid, all right? Uh, and yeah, so thank you for that. So we'll be back next week. Same time, same place. 10 a.m. Mondays. Thank you for listening. Take care.